0: Welcome to the family with.
2: Yeah. Alex Brad co host katherine Brandt,
0: and Andy Reverendard. L.A. Nick will not be in today. He's got. Kitty is sick.
2: Yeah. The cat is Oscar.
0: sick. Oscar. Oscar. We will be right back. A couple of guests up next with the family. Dougie, what's happening to my favorite Nissan stores? Well, a lot, actually. Last month, Dan Resch and the Burnsville team finished number one in the state, and the month before, J-Lo and the Coon Rapids team took the top state spot. KQ listeners. Yeah, I've had to explain what a pair of choppers means to some of the staff. Anyway, this month, we want to talk about a couple killer finance deals on 2020 Muranos and 2020 Rogues. Read this. This month, that Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan get 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new Rogue, or 0% for 72 months on a brand new Murano. Wow. Zero for 72 months on a Murano? Yeah, I don't remember the last time we did that. Yeah, I don't remember the last time the Bikes beat the Packers either. Yeah, too soon. But wait, there's more. Not only do you get 0% on Rogue and Murano, but you also get Walzer Care. It's a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty, and it's absolutely free, but only at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. That is a wrap. We're rocking out, ladies and gentlemen. Oh
2: yeah!
0: I did it, did it. That's Doug playing the guitar, isn't it? Sprinthal. Yep.
2: Can't be. It's too good.
0: Yeah, it's too good. It it's can't be good. him. Can't be Sprintall. So <laughs> all there is to it. Our guests ready to go? Yes, they mm-hmm. are. Corey and Sean are with us. Sean, how are you? Good. Good morning. Well,
1: well. How are you guys
0: doing? We're doing well. Okay, I have to ask you in in, in order here, Sean. Uh, now, you guys are from Minnesota.
1: No, we are not. We're oh. uh, we're from the Midwest, though. I'm a Detroit guy. Corey's a Toledo guy.
0: Oh, because there was a six one two number that we called, so I just assumed. Oh, that's were our
1: there. manager. He's a big Minnesota guy. Oh, wow. you guys have a manager? Have a
0: a manager? Do what? I know your manager? So
1: fancy. <laughs> Makes us sound cooler than we are, I suppose.
0: <laughs> so what I have to do then? I, I got to get this straightened away. This is more, even more important because Sean, in the state of Minnesota, your last name is pronounced Ely. Do you pronounce do you pronounce it Ely or Eli?
1: I can't tell you
0: how much that means to me. That is exactly how I pronounce that. It's Ely. It is mm-hmm.
1: Sean Ely. Yeah, good. Ely,
0: yes. Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesotans oh, are yeah. the only ones who know how to pronounce that name, Sean. I'll tell you that. I,
1: I grew up in the wrong
0: state, clearly. Yeah. Sean Ely. And, of course, I'm assuming it's Corey Wagner, right? Like The the, the, the composer. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's right. Now, well, Wagner's how I usually go, but I'll take either.
2: You'll <laughs> either.
0: Corey Wagner and Sean Ely. Uh, number six with cheese is a comedy web series featuring Corey Wagner and Sean Ely. The duo met at Second City Conservatory Improv Training in Chicago and have since collaborated over a 1,000-plus food reviews featuring fast food, hot sauces, and unique grocery store items. Since 2016, they've amassed an engaged community of, of viewers called Sixers all around the world, as a matter of fact, Corey and Sean launched their own Sixer sauce, hot sauce, and worked with brands like Arby's, Uber Eats, Sweet Baby Ray's, White Castle, and more. Number six with cheese release new episodes Monday through Friday. Uh, this ought to be... I understand that, that people love reading your reviews.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we do, uh, we do video reviews, like comedy kind of food reviews uh, right. every weekday, so... We've, uh, we've kind of taken the, like, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives model and mixed it with comedy and um, and just being goofballs and having zero culinary experience. So uh, it really leads to some stupidity, but normally some laughs, and we eat a lot of calories.
2: Can <laughs> I don't... ask a question? Have you ever done an episode on the Kodiak cake?
1: Ooh, Corey, I don't think we have. I don't yeah. think so. Because I... I... Kodiak
3: B- Cakes is a mix.
2: I bought this little cup that you're supposed to pour a quarter cup of water in, and it turns into something called a Kodiak Cake. What's it? Not? Kodiak cakes is a large of
3: things.
2: Well, I got a large oh. glob of goo. Is you got what I a got.
3: Kodiak <laughs> Cakes muffin power cup is what you got. A muffin power <laughs> cup,
2: Corey I've, I've made those before. Right. It was not a <laughs> powerful
3: muffin, no?
2: Something, something went horribly, horribly <clears throat> wrong.
1: Yeah, That's good. funny. We've been uh, described before as large
0: globs of goo. So, <laughs> I bet. Well, there you Nothing better so, than two large globs of goo maybe on the wanna, show.
2: Maybe you want to try the Kodiak cake. i bet
0: you. I don't know about the Kodiak cake. I looked
1: up their tagline at, Nourishment for Today's Frontier. Man, is that official. <laughs> that is just a nice tagline.
0: <laughs> now, Corey and Sean, this is a bit uh, off, off track, just a little bit, though, but I want to get your take on what you think of it because I was watching a TV show the other night And I can't remember who hosted it. doesn't matter who hosted it. But it was all about, oh, you know what? It was Penn & Teller. That's exactly who it was. Mm -hmm. It was Penn & Teller. And they put together a bunch of the biggest piles of garbage food, literally took it out of cans and put it on plates. (laughs) They did all the stuff. But then the server told the people, this stuff is all very, very rare. It's really unusual to get your hands on this cut of meat. And it turned out it was basically Hungry Man, where they took the meat out of the TV dinner and put it on a plate. Uh. And every single person, every one of them besides one, there was just one guy, everyone said, this is some of the most delicious food I've ever had in my entire life. It's just they were told it was good, therefore it was good. Presentation, that's all that matters to a lot of people. Oh,
1: that's so funny. I think... uh, we, man, our audience loves our, our crazy, honestly, I don't know if we'd fall for that one. We've even had a three-star Michelin restaurant in Chicago uh, that I was like, you know what? This food's not for me. This is a weird little pudding pile of egg, egg uh, fish eggs, and I'm not digging, so I don't know if they fool us on that one.
0: <laughs> I couldn't agree, I don't need that whole fish egg deal either. I, I'm good. I don't need fish. You can have the fish, even. I grew up Catholic. I had to eat fish every Friday. I'm never eating fish oh, yeah. again.
2: I'm traumatized.
0: traumatized.
1: Yeah. Boy, you sandwiches on Fridays. Grew up the same way. Yeah,
0: me too. Isn't it unbelievable? (laughs) You go through this like, oh, God. But I, so do people, uh, when you guys do this, no, when you say, hey, this is good, this is bad, we tried this, you know, we tried that, do people tend to follow along? Do they take your lead? Have, have, Have these places seen an uptick in business because of Corey and Sean?
1: Yeah, sadly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sadly. sadly
1: now. Yeah. Um, yeah, Corey, right? Like, we, we definitely have the mix of, like, people will go and get the food at, if they've seen us get it, and they'll, like, tweet to us or tag us on Instagram and say, like, saw the boys get this today, I'll go get it. And then, oh, you know, yeah. if, we tell, if we tell people to stay away, they tend to agree. <laughs> so yeah. we, have, we have some weird clout with uh, our audience where they trust our non-culinary brains. Oh yeah, good. and that, I love it too. Like we'll show off some of our like our favorite local spots here in Chicago. So like I have this uh, Euro spot down the street for me that I'm obsessed with. Yango is this amazing old guy. I can barely understand what he says, but he makes the world's greatest euros. And we we made a video for that uh, for their euros. And every time I go in there after that, he'd be all kinds of excited, telling me, "Oh, we had someone come in who came and got the euro from watching your video, and they just <laughs> loved it." So uh, yeah, we've heard from some of the restaurantiers even that. Dad, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get some upticks in their little um, the little customer base from our video. It's pretty fun to see.
0: God, I love the city of Chicago spent a lot of time in Chicago back in the 70s and 80s and doing voiceover down there and I tell you what Chicago's got some of the greatest restaurants in the world.
1: Oh it's yeah, unbelievable. It's, un- it's unfair it's unfair.
0: My waistline will let you know The <laughs> <was an> <laughs> Yeah really it, it, yeah think about that you got great food, Michael Jordan and Wrigley Field. It's not fair.
1: Yeah, no, really, it's uh, unbeatable. And yeah. the satire of living in this place, Tom, and being able to be like, Corey, you want to go snag some Wendy's today and do a video on it? I love and, it. Like, people are like, yeah, I love when they go to Wendy's. And well, then you have the people that are like, there is literally a five-star burger down the street. You've got to appeal to the masses. You
0: know what's funny about that? You bring that up because I just uh, I do a morning show as well. We should probably have you on the morning show too. But I do a morning show in town, and I was talking about the fact that some days I want a Burger King burger. Other days, you know what? It's like a McDonald's kind of day, yeah. or it's a you know Culver's. Or I go from burger to burger. It depends on what day it is and what time of the day it is.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: We're the same way. Yeah, I mean that's solid. This I'm only eating this one burger, and it's got settle down. Sometimes you, you just
3: want a uh, little. Uh, Thing of vegetable oil shaped like a hamburger yes <laughs> yep. you know that's what you
0: want yes that's exactly it that's what you crave. i love the fact you guys are doing this because i think what you're doing leads people to eat real food for real people instead of well again going back to that penn and teller thing they brought out a bottle of wine and everybody who tasted the wine said this is the best wine i've ever had in my life my mm-hmm. god this is fantastic no wonder it's so expensive it was a $2 bottle of wine. <laughs> two-buck two, okay. two Chuck. <laughs> two-buck Chuck, baby.
2: How do they actually do a $2 bottle of wine? I mean, the bottle
3: <laughs> yeah, and the, the, bottle the process? bottle has to be worth $2. No, they
2: get, like, two-buck Chuck is just, like, leftovers from other I wine, know but and still. Then they just like pour it all together. You got to you got to <laughs> bottle it, yeah. you got to ship it, you got to label it. It's got to cost more than $2. I don't know, thing.
1: man. You know what though? You know yes, what the wine tastings how they flick it around their mouth and then just yeah. fit it into the bowl? Yep. Yeah. I think it's just that bowl they just pour <laughs> into different bottles <laughs> and send that out. That's
0: how they even do. Oh god, thank you so much. I might uh, hurl. I'm grossed out. I might now hurl. That's all I have to say. Uh. You know, you might be right about that though because but it, it's so so do people do you think you convince people to like things they don't like just because Corey and Sean like it? Oh,
1: man, I think we're pretty persuasive accidentally, don't you, Corey? people yeah. like, Sometimes that, that might happened. be the case. I think it's more the case of, of people know they like a thing, and then we give it our stamp of approval. Like, everybody likes, you know if you like burgers, you know if you like pizza, you know. Right. If you don't like pizza and we say we got great pizza, I don't think they're going to get it. But if you like pizza and we say this is the best pizza spot in the city, people are going to go to that
0: spot, you know? Right, right. I will never forget um, 1979, I think it was, 78, 79, I went down. Very young man, my mid-20s, I go down to Chicago, and I, I go, to, go to Pizzeria Uno, right? Yeah. I'm going to Uno, and I walk up, and they say, Sorry, sir, you can't come in here wearing shorts. Oh, they wouldn't let me in because that? that's a true story. They would not oh, let yeah. me in wearing shorts. Oh,
1: that's so ridiculous. <laughs> they wouldn't let you go eat pizza in shorts. Like this is
0: some fancy high class. Wow. Now, do you guys? You guys have a few more. Do you have to go, or do you have a few more minutes? We have a guest on our next oh, segment. Actually, we have it. a guest in see. the next segment. 11:50. <laughs> do we really? Yep. God, could we? I'm we gonna like, call you guys no. back because we have another guest coming up, Damn. but I want to have you guys back on because I want to find out what your favorite foods are, and I'm sorry we didn't get to it. I mean, we could. Uh, are, when's the next? Do you know when the next time you guys are available? Right, we're pretty open. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty
2: we free. Have, we have zero guests ne- next
3: hour.
0: So, yeah, yeah, so they want to come back. Will, Our, <laughs> do, would you mind if we called you back <laughs> in an hour? Our <laughs>
3: next hour canceled. No, yeah.
0: So, so, seriously. I mean, I'm free. Are you free? Wait, I'm free the rest of, we, of the day. Let's do got, it. We got uh, nothing next time. We'll hour. <laughs> call you back. We'll was, call you back there, at there,
2: there uh, was a person. They canceled. any
0: what, like 11, uh, like 12, 12, about, uh, 12, 12, 20, something like that. Yeah, we're free. 12 yeah, I'll Corey and Sean over. will call you back. Well, to you
2: think of continued. Yes, think we, of hilarious incidences. We want us. to
0: talk <laughs> to you about the favorites of Corey Wagner and Sean Eli. <laughs> 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 Corey and Sean will call you back in a li- about a uh, little, little over half an hour. All right, sounds good. We'll talk soon. Great, looking forward to it. Corey Wagner and Sean Ely, <laughs> uh, number six with cheese. The comedy web series will be back. Another guest coming up next with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important?
1: Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state. We're making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday.
0: Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender.
2: Have you ever seen a Well, look at mine.
0: We are back, You're ladies and gentlemen. Catherine's here, Andy's here, Alex is here. It's just a family deal today. L.A. Nick is not here because his kitty is sick, unfortunately. We have a special guest, Steve. Is it or Mindell or Mendel? Mindell.
1: Uh, we like Mendel, but uh, just as long as you don't call me late for dinner, we're all good.
0: Steve Mendel. I like Steve Mendel. It's a good name, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Very solid. Family uh, law... I'll keep it. Yeah. <laughs> Family law attorney Steve Mendel is no stranger to parents in their disputes over their children's schooling. He's used to heated battles over where the kids should attend school, but today that's if they should attend school, the one they went to prior to COVID-19. I will stop right there, Steve. This is a huge, huge thing, isn't it? It's just massive. Uh, You know, our phones are ringing off the hook,
1: and normally lawyers like to be in a position of, you know, we're usually helpers. And now with the courts being closed and then the courts are open and then the courts are on limited services, uh, you know, many times when people call us with their problems and we could solve them relatively quickly normally, uh, we have to give them the news of well, we're not sure if we can solve it or not.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the whole deal. It, we, I don't know. I, I, Steve, I got to be honest with you. You're an attorney, family law attorney, but you, I'm sure, I'm assuming you watch the news once in a while, anyway. Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it amazing the things that people are choosing now to make decisions, blaming this on one thing when you know it's the other thing that caused it. Uh, we got in this thing now, whether it's going back to school or going back to work or wearing masks or not wearing masks or this or that, you see these opinions. There's nobody in the middle. It's way to one side or way the other side. Uh, how do you deal with people, uh, the, the battle over back to school, how are you going to deal with people where they can't find any middle ground? Well,
1: you know, fortunately or unfortunately, family law attorneys have been in this position forever, right? yeah. So- For example, let's say uh, you want to send your child to a school where they have uniforms, and the other parent doesn't want to send the child to a school where they have uniforms. And then a decision is made, you're going to send the child to the school with uniforms. But then you decide you're not going to give the child the uniform to go to school. So, you know, it's always (laughs) left and right. Uh, Because, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, when we get married, we, we get married, we have children. There's no test. You know, like, you have to have a driver's test to get a car, uh, but you don't have to have a driver's test to get a child, to have a child. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't so, that
2: be nice? Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that it be, be nice? It nice? would be
1: nice. Yeah, a little driver's test, you know, like, you know, how do you put on a diaper or something? So, uh, so as a result of that, we get these people that are just, sometimes are so polar opposites, and you just, when they sit in your office, you wonder, how did these people ever decide to conceive a child together in the first place?
0: No, I. there's no question about it. By the way, i got to mention something here because...
2: I have an answer.
0: You do have an answer? It's
2: alcohol.
0: Okay. <laughs> I drink oh a God. lot of alcohol. Well, that's nice. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: yes. Do you yes. Know? Uh, I'm certain that alcohol may have something to do with many of the decisions. But the truth of the matter is, at, at the time when people are together, they're, they're really having a good time and everything's wonderful, usually. Uh, and they just, somehow or another, they turn that emotion off uh, because they get into win mode, I have yep. to win
2: power. and yes
1: it, it's the power in the win mode exactly so no, so right. our job as family law lawyers, at least the ones that are trying to come up with some kind of what we call CDR some kind of consensual dispute resolution system is just try to get them to find common ground and get rid of the winning attitude and as soon as they get rid of the winning attitude then then most of them most of the cases get finished. believe it or not uh, it, uh, my experience is the vast, vast majority of most cases resolve relatively easily. Probably 80% of all people that get divorced, they actually have relatively normal lives as normal can be when you're separated. But the ones that we see are like the 0.1%, and those are the ones you read about in the, in the newspapers and, uh, and you see on television, and they're just horrendous situations.
0: God, they really are. I, I, I just noticed something, Steve, and, and my lovely wife is at the other end of the table. Our, our son and daughter are on the show. It's a family show. And uh, I, I think that Catherine may have found a new attorney because uh, Steve Mendel works at Feinberg, Mendel, Brandt, and Klein.
2: Hey, mm-hmm. maybe it's a relative of mine.
0: Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. Catherine Brandt. <laughs> Hiring Steve Mandel to go after Tom Bernard. I can see it coming right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's
1: not go there. We got got bigger
0: fish to fry, as they say. We do have bigger fish to fry. You're absolutely right. Um, So you're
2: actually seeing people getting divorced over whether or not the kids should go to school in person.
1: Well, I don't know about that so much, but remember, um, family law cases have this really long shelf life. Like, people don't realize, like, if you get in a car accident, the case is over when the insurance company writes the check, or right. the other side writes a check, or whatever it is, the case ends, right? right. Done. But family law cases, they, they have an average shelf life of somewhere between 8 to, to 12 years. And oh, so we, we we see families in three stages. We see them in the beginning when they're getting married for premarital agreements and financial agreements that happen before the marriage. Then, when they're married, then we have financial agreements that happen during the marriage. Maybe somebody's cousin dies, and they inherit a lot of money, and they're going to buy a business, and they want to know is the business their pretty nice property. So we see them at that stage. And then we see them in the third stage, uh, which is they immediately file for divorce. Uh, and that stage just goes until all of the obligations are done. So remember, people pay spousal support, they pay child support, they might own businesses together, they have children together. So the typical family law case has a shelf life of somewhere between eight to to maybe twelve years, something like that. So round numbers, ten years is what we look at.
0: That is so amazing because I just I happen to be involved in a bit of law right now, and my case is now in its eighth year, and it's not a family law case. It's taken <laughs> yeah, well, forever. It, you
1: know, one of the things that we try to tell people is that, that you know, like uh, in family law cases, like right now with the courts being on and off and slow and all kinds of different things happening with the courts, one party is always advantaged by delay and the other party wants, gets advantaged by speeding up the process. Yeah. And so one of the things we've been trying to encourage people is to go off campus, get out of the court system, go to an arbitrator, a mediator, a retired judge, Um, take your attorneys with you. Don't go by yourself. Just take the attorneys with you um, and try to resolve the problem outside of the court system. And shockingly, this will be shocking to you, most of the cases get resolved that way. um, In Los Angeles County, we have about 120,000 new filings every year. Uh, And so uh, because we only have 70 judges, that means we can only try, we can only actually have trials 2% 2% of the time. Right. So that means 98% of our cases get settled. God. Hmm. and people, people don't realize that the, the only question that we ask people is, when do you want to settle your case? Do you want to send, settle your case before you give the attorneys all the money or after you give the
0: attorneys all the money? So in so my case, people, it's both.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. In most people's cases it's both. But most <laughs> what most people want to do is they want to get the cases resolved early. Yeah. So we send them to what's called consensual dispute resolution, right, right. which is mediation arbitration collaborative law get a private jet you know get a retired judge to sit down with the parties and their attorneys and look it out uh and that'll happen 98 percent of the time the right. only stuff that we see is the two percent that don't work out and those are really ugly and people go bankrupt and the world's really awful for
0: them no from what i understand and i'm I'm glad you brought this up steve because from what i understand that mediation does work really well usually for both parties and it's really by far the best way to go like you said 98 percent, because you just don't have the judges but from what i understand mediation is generally very very fair
1: yes you know one thing that that happens like right now which is really interesting with covid we do all of the mediations and the arbitrations and all of this stuff now is happening on Zoom or yeah, yeah. WebEx or some kind of virtual software, right? Yep. So what's interesting is people said, well, this will never work because, you know, you have to have the pressure of having everybody in the room and the nerve right. the anger and the anxiety. But it turns out that having it on Zoom lowers all everybody's anxiety uh, and the, and. With all of these different things, WebEx or Zoom or whatever you want, they can put you in private rooms so you can have com- confidential conversations with your lawyers, or you could have a com- confidential com- uh, conversation uh, with the mediator, the arbitrator, or whatever it is. And uh, it's it's quite amazing how quickly things actually get resolved now, much, much yeah, so than yeah. when we
0: were in person. That's what I've heard, that it's going really, really well, which is great to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, the battle over back to school, even parents can agree. Steve Mendel, how would people get a hold of you, Steve, if they need to talk to you?
1: Uh, Well, uh, definitely online. You just uh, spell my name right, M-I-N-D-E-L. and You'll find me uh, on the Internet. I'm uh, quite prolific on the Internet, I guess. Uh, And We're one of the largest family law firms in the state of California, so we're pretty well known here.
0: Well, it's because you have a brand on your staff, that's why. That's right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah.
2: It's a good gene (laughs) pool.
0: He goes, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, you, you would be surprised as to how many wonderful things come from Facebook. It's really amazing, interesting tool. Facebook and LinkedIn are
0: really interesting tools for those things. So, Yeah, I could see that. Steve, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate Tom,
1: it. Tom, any time, uh, good to meet you and the family. And I've uh, been actually listening to all the podcasts. They're really wonderful. And anytime Thank you. you uh, some uh, information on family law, feel free
0: to give me a, a ring. We absolutely will, Steve. You do, you're a great guest. Thank you.
1: Thank
0: you. Take care now. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Steve Mandel, ladies and gentlemen, with the law firm Feinberg, Mandel Brandt & Klein in Los Angeles. What do you think of that? Nice. See? We will be right back with the family. <laughs>
2: hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guest to
0: kick off the first hour there. Yeah. Uh, and we will uh, be talking to, uh, to the boys, Corey and Sean, mm-hmm. uh, again uh, to kick off next hour. Steve Mendel doing a hell of a job. We like that as well. Okay, I got to tell you guys something. Yeah,
2: Between it shows,
0: is. it was too nice out. I didn't want to just sit in here and wait for the second show to start. So I went for a drive. And I went for a drive or what?
2: It's so nice out you sat in your car.
0: Sorry. Well no, I had to go down. <laughs> oh, I, nice. the I only window. got forty five minutes. I'll I can't crack be the window. All right. Keep that's it up. That's anyway. The back window. In that's any case. The window. It's got nothing to do with Fresh reality air. over there. So I went for a drive around the lakes. Okay. Ah,
2: uh, mm. the lakes. Uh,
0: and I still call it Lake Calhoun, whatever. It's Lake Calhoun. After a
2: Calhoun. lifetime, I still call Highway 16918. 18. I know. yeah, I yeah. Like, so you 18. Take, <laughs> you take 18 and I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what 18 I is. Will I know what the
3: GPS tells me to do. Not
2: take it cuz it
3: doesn't exist. That
0: is true. though. And she we still, still call says it 18 Dayton's
3: sometimes. I'm like, okay. Get it, it what? Together. Dayton's. She'll be like, oh, I got it at Dayton's. I'm Marshall Fields. Uh, uh,
0: Macy's. uh,
2: Yeah, uh, Whatever it is is today.
3: Dayton's,
0: yeah.
2: Because when you grow up, those things are in your long term memory. Oh, yeah. Exactly right.
0: Okay, so I did notice a couple of things around my. Because actually, it's called Bade-Macasca Boulevard now, or Parkway. Whatever. Bade-Macasca Parkway. So it used to be Calhoun Parkway. Calhoun Parkway. Parkway, yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm at the point of my life, it's going to be Calhoun for me the rest of the time, because yeah. I just, it's been my whole life.
3: Well, it's just, Bidet Makaska is too long. Well,
2: it's too long. Ooh,
3: and it's yeah, like a prayer. Yeah. yeah. Who
2: wants that?
0: It's an unfortunate. Uh, it's not me. They could have done better. False cognate. Yeah. Why didn't they do ju- it? Okay, I do have a question for you then. Why can't we ever meet in the middle? And I've been talking a lot about this on the morning show. <clears throat> why we can't meet in the middle on anything. It either has to be way over to the left or way over to the right. We can't agree on Let's anything. Let's call it
3: Calhoun's Bidet. Calhoun's, Calhoun's
0: Bidet. Bidet. Why didn't they just rename it White Earth Lake? Because yeah, that's that what Bidet means. Because it's
2: got the word white in it, and that's anti. It's oh, no. not good oh now hey,
0: see, Pale go. Earth Lake. Pale Earth Lake. Yeah, there you go. But White Earth Lake is a nice name. You don't want to name it after a slave trader, I understand. Calhoun was a slave guy. Get rid of him. And you guys called it Bede McCoskey, which means White Earth in English. Well, nobody speaks your language other than a few people now. That's true. So why don't we go with the dominant language, the Mm -hmm. predominant language, I should say, and just call it White Earth Lake. Everybody wins. city
2: council members have nothing to do with worrying about people. Mm -mm. They worry about little tiny issues that are just... Yeah, because they, the the squeaky wheel gets the grease with anybody in Minneapolis. If you've got a small angry mob, right. you're going to get anything you want done.
0: Did you see what those pricks at the Star Tribune did today? No. Oh God.
2: I don't read that. And
0: the pricks on the city council are even worse. The Minneapolis City Council is now going after Sheriff. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Chief uh, Arredondo. Mm. They want to know when this violence is going to end because of COVID-19. Huh? They, they literally think this vi- violence is being caused by COVID-19. It's not the fact that you talked about defunding the police and getting rid of the cops <clears throat> and therefore all the thug bums out there. Most of them honkies from the exurbs yes uh, come in and cause all this trouble and you want you're the ones who caused this problem Well,
2: they didn't want to just defund it the they Minneapolis it. council wanted to abolish it
0: and now they're asking when can we they get were, more police
2: they were working to abolish it
0: today the city council of the city of Minneapolis is asking for more police. Because now it affects them.
2: Did you know the people that live around the, the where the George Floyd Memorial is? Yes. They have to pay to get out of their own neighborhoods. What do you mean? They've got so many people down there all the time that they're making them pay to get mm. out. Who do they pay? Uh, yeah. People that just block the street and want money. You
0: ever yeah. heard of a three fifty seven Magnum yeah, pistol? Yeah, for real.
2: For a car
3: i believe that's called taking someone hostage oh, yeah. It and is. Yeah. Yeah, and you that's... are allowed to defend yourself if someone tries to take you yeah. hostage
2: well i don't think you're going to want to be doing that down there because there's so many angry people constantly angry running people. around you're going to get murdered so well, grenade launcher
0: is good there you it's go. better so to just
2: pay the mob incendiary
0: right? rounds so once again the star tribune sugar tit operation that that crap is The front page, the city council wants to know when we can get more police. We've had enough of the shootings. You caused the shootings. How can you sit there at home and, and say to yourself, oh, we need to be protected? Yeah, we all need to be protected, but people are dead because of you. I I just, it's unbelievable. Anyway, I can't talk about it too long or get too pissed off. I know. So you people are such fools. And there's a Star Tribune just kissing their ass like they've always done. That's
2: what they like to do. That's why I don't read it.
0: So here's what I did. I went down to Lake Calhoun and I I drove, well, I drove around all three lakes, Harriet, Lake Calhoun, and um, Lake of the Isles. Mm -hmm. Beautiful neighborhoods, obviously. Really, Mm -hmm. really very pretty neighborhoods. I noticed around a couple of places uh, on Lake of the Isles, really nothing, on, some on Lake Harriet, but not much. <laughs> but I did notice around Bade Makaska or whatever, you know, is Makaska or Makaska. I think it's Bade Makaska. That every house around Lake Calhoun that doesn't have a Black Lives Matter sign in front of it mm-hmm. is for sale. <laughs> it's just really, really it's really weird you either got a blm sign or your house is for sale yep. <laughs> God. how did we get here do you think
2: i just would love to know
0: people there's agreeing on nothing some
2: well there's it, people do things that work for them yeah yep so if if spreading hate and lies and uh, you know gets you some attention or get you into a political party or get you more likes on facebook right that's what they're going to do they everybody yeah. does what works for them
0: no it, no it gets you're absolutely right it's for me, more me now because now that the violence is affecting the city council members now we need more police where were you when the people of the poor people of north and south minneapolis needed you where were you then it wasn't affecting you then, was it, you bastards? God, that makes me so mad to see them doing this. And like I said, there are the newspapers just lining up to kiss their ass.
2: Well, we were just talking to the, the to the lawyer, and you know, it's, it's like as soon as it turns into a power struggle yeah. in any relationship, doesn't matter yeah. if it's a husband and wife, sisters and brothers, and anybody that starts in, into a power play, it's it's all about me winning it doesn't have anything to do with common sense and decency and doing the right thing anymore it's all about me winning
0: all right so i want to ask the kids this because you and i have already talked about this Catherine. um why do you think it is andy and alex that gavin newsom and president trump governor newsom and, and president trump can't get together with these with these forest fires we have going. And by the way, our, sc- our skies here are, are smoky from it all the way to now. I guess New Jersey has no, had some terrible. of Terrible. But one says it's climate change, and the other says it's the way we uh, handle our forests, maintain our forests.
2: Can't it be both?
0: And can't it be both? That's my exact question. Can't we just say, hey, why don't we work on both at the same time? Then the other part of that is. Alex, you want to pay attention instead of reading on your phone there? What are I'm you doing? Listening no, you're to you. not. What were you reading just now?
2: You just said the other part of that is. A part continue. of what? Continue.
0: Anyway, so, so here's the deal. What's that look? Turtledove just gave me this look. Mm-hmm. I saw her. Okay, so a question that we have is: um, Gavin Newsom says that it's climate change that's causing the fires in Washington, Oregon, and California, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, even if it is climate change, so okay,
3: the climate's changing. Let's just not do anything about it. We can't help the fires because of climate change, so let it all burn. That's not a solution. That's just saying. Right. You know, that's just defeatism. Because there's still things you can do, even if the cause is climate change. You can still manage things. Absolutely. You can't. You don't have to just say, "Oh, well,
0: climate's changing, Earth's doomed, let California burn." It doesn't okay. make any sense. So here's a question that we do have for you. There are fires in California. There are fires in Oregon. There are fires in Washington State. There are no fires north of the U.S. border. Hmm. Why is that? Well, Climate's not changing Canada's up there.
2: Canada ha- has had its they Well, all get, they all have
0: forest fires, but they don't have these raging forest fires like we do because they manage their forests.
2: Right. Listen to Smokey the Bear.
0: Yeah, they listen to Smokey the Bear. They manage their forests. They don't have these wild fires because of all the... Look, I think it probably is a combination of climate change and the the way they handle forests. But Canadians are not having these fires because they don't leave, you know, like dry, brittle things lying on the floor about two feet deep. We were
2: just in um, Glacier National Park, and they had, you know, they've got little informational things right. all over the place and they were talking about the fact that you know they get shit for logging
0: right in mm-hmm. their
2: national park but they're like logging reduces the chance of Correct. apparently yeah. yep. the bad fires happen when they get on the crown of the tree right then they just spread like crazy yeah. that's Man. why you see the burned out stumps and the rest of it's just gone right because yeah. it, it uh, wind just blows it all over the place and that's it so they have to have something called fire breaks So, they can go in and turn, you know, and and help put it out, and also it doesn't spread so quickly. That's what they do. And it's like, well, you know, it's Montana, it's your state. If you want to log and people use wood products all the time, then Mm -hmm. okay. It looks like you're doing something maybe that's working.
0: And they're not having those fire problems. And you can
3: look at the data, the historical data. California is actually seeing fewer fires per year than they did in decades past. Isn't that amazing? But people only focus on the past couple of years because California did have some of its biggest forest fires of all time in the past few years. Right. But the number of fires is going down. The total number of acres burning over the whole period. 2019 was one of their lowest, in terms of acreage burned, one of the lowest years in California recent history. Hmm. Huh. But everyone thinks, like, they only see the news. They say, oh, California's burning again. I guess that's a trend. It's happening more and more. No, you hear about it more, but it's not actually happening more. Do you know what I
0: heard on the national news two nights ago, Andy? It's amazing you bring that up. What? They led with California wildfires even in greater number than last year. Hmm. Well, you can look at the numbers. There you go.
3: Let's see. California. It's just unbelievable. Well, we have to take a break. We do yeah. have to take a break. Yes, we do. It. All right. Well, when we come back... we're yeah, gonna... In 2019, 259,000 acres burned, Jeez. which sounds like a lot. But it's not. But in 2018, no. 2 million acres burned. Right. So 2019 was actually a massive decrease from 2018. Right. But, they... but you don't hear about that. Nope, you don't. Uh, 2017 and 2018 were definite outliers. Oh, 2016... Was 670, Uh, it's almost always under a million, except 2007, 2008, they had two big years back-to-back, just like 2017 and 2018. Yep. 2003 was a big year. Sometimes it just, you know, it just happens.
0: And look, if we can agree that it's maybe part climate change, but it's also part the way that we, we handle our forests, we can move ahead. What you two are doing right now gets us nowhere. We're not going to end up doing anything because you can't agree on anything. We'll be back. Uh, Our buddies are coming back. Aren't Corey and Sean coming back Mm -hmm. first first break?
2: Our buddies.
0: We'll be right back with the family.